Hey, welcome to the H&HR podcast. My name is Heather Taves. And I am Heidi Bolt. And we're sisters. We believe here at the H&H Hour that your ordinary is extraordinary. Thanks for listening. Hey, listeners, welcome back to the H&H Hour. We're so glad that you've clicked on that link and that you've tuned in with us today. It is a crazy season in our world, isn't it, Heidi? It is. And I think it's, I feel that we are maybe starting to get used to how unique this is. Yeah. Um, But I personally don't want to get used to what we've had to get used to, which is being separated from our people, having to have a little bit of isolation and... um, I think just working towards making sure that we are not comfortable with a season of life that God does not intend for us to stay Mm, in. That's really good. Yeah, I love that. Well, I'm excited to jump into our show today because we have a guest that we've actually never met face to face, but um, I'm so excited for her to share her story. And we love to connect with different people who have different perspectives and different lives and just give them a platform to share um, the extraordinary things about their lives. So I would like for all of our listeners to... Give a big round of applause. I mean, stop whatever you're doing and clap your hands. Right now in your living room. That will just fill your heart with joy. Um, To my new friend, Alexandra Cavill. Did I say it right? Cavill. There we go. (laughs) Welcome to our show. Thank you so much. I'm so excited to be here. You guys are the best. Well, I have to, I had to ask you how to pronounce your last name because my last name never gets pronounced correctly, so... I'm a little sensitive to that. <laughs> uh, it's tricky, but I have I can um, empathize because I definitely pronounced it wrong the first time I saw it, so I get it. Uh huh. I remember asking my husband before we were before we even knew each other, like, "How do you pronounce your last name?" <laughs> little did I know. <laughs> well, your last name looks like it's toes. Yeah, it does. So yes. it's. Yeah. I mean, people read it and think. Okay, do I say her last name or do I just avoid it altogether? (laughs) Yes. Well, we are so glad to have you on our show. And for um, our listeners, would you tell us a little bit about yourself? Absolutely, yeah. So I live in Charlotte, North Carolina with my husband of almost five years now in July, which is really exciting. We actually met um, our freshman year of college. And I remember that's the very first time that I saw the last name was <laughs> on Facebook, funny enough. Um, but anyhow, yeah, my husband's Kevin. Um, so we live in Charlotte. I was born and raised, um, born in the Northeast, uh, went to undergrad and graduate school up there, and then um, was raised down in Florida, down in Naples. So I just love the beach so much. I love a good weekends getaway, um, reading a good book, lifestyle blogs, I think are so much fun finding out about little life hacks and people's favorites and things like that. And then today I work as a certified professional life coach for purpose-driven women. And then I'm also the founder of Grace-Based Christian Coaching. Okay. So first of all, I have to ask you, have you been to the beach recently? I'm dying. I'm dying. We, uh, I had a birthday in May and we had planned to go that weekend. It was not going to work out. So that was scratched. And then Memorial Day is coming up and we were thinking about going with some family outside of Charleston and doing that, um, which felt a little risky, right? Going somewhere outside of our home because we haven't even been to the grocery store. Um, we literally have just been inside of our home. We met with friends in their backyard one time. Um, so 
you're thinking of taking a big adventure, but it looks like there's going to be a tropical storm in the Carolinas. Oh, That's no. totally going to bust our plans. So we'll see. Oh, my goodness. So you <laughs> have truly been shelter in place for a long yeah. time now. Wow. Okay, be honest. Um, do you still like your husband as much as you did before <laughs> shelter in place? Has it grown? Has it gotten better? You know, it really, it really has in all honesty, which is amazing. Um, And he said it so many times. It's so sweet to hear him say on the phone. It's been so nice to have all this. He calls me Allie. I'll go by Allie or Alexander. It's been so nice to have this extra time with Allie and be home. Um, And I've just learned to be um, just a little bit more patient and gentle with things, which Mm -hmm. I think has been super helpful in being convicted to do those things that don't always feel normal or natural to me. So it's been really nice to kind of go for walks together. We've been going out on a probably good hour walk almost every day and just have, I think we clocked probably close to 30 hours of conversation and plenty of mileage that we just might not have gotten otherwise. So it's been a really, um, really sweet time. Yeah. That's, that's really great that you have that to look back on. I know you'll look back on it and cherish it so much. And I agree with you when you say that it's it's helped you grow in things that I feel the same way. I feel like being, having to be in a space with the same people for an extended amount of time, it either brings out the best in you or the worst in you. (laughs) Or a combination. Yeah. Combination. Yeah. Yeah. But God's so faithful to use it to prune us. And that's, that's been great. It's teaching all of us grace for each other. I think. Yeah. Yeah. Mm -hmm. Some mercy, pulling out some mercy in us. So very much so. Okay. So we love to ask all of our guests, a couple of the same questions at the start of a show. Um, The point of this podcast is we really believe that our ordinary lives are very extraordinary um, and that that's how God intended for it to be. Um, So we want to know from you, what is something about your life that really does feel pretty ordinary? Yeah. So this is such an interesting question. It's so simple, but it really kind of stopped me in my tracks Mm -hmm. um, in the best way. Right. And so when I thought about, okay, well, what is that? Um, After some kind of reflection, I guess I would say, that what comes to mind is really the highs and lows. So that's really what sticks out to me. So I would say from ordinary, the kind of fun ordinary, uh, maybe it's like we were talking about, I love a good vacation. I love a good getaway, as I think a lot of us do. Um, Very ordinary or basic, if you like to use that word too. Mm -hmm. Um, I love sharing a great meal with friends, just getting together with your people, you know, breaking bread um, on a weekend evening is just the best. Um, I think a lot of us really enjoy that, especially if we didn't love it before, we love it that much more now. Having it have been gone right um and then I would say when I think about what's what are the ordinary things that spark joy I would just say you know celebrating holidays having those little moments and markers and traditions throughout the years um is so special to me and I think is to a lot of us and then on the flip side of things I would say what maybe is also ordinary um for maybe a hard things perspective is a couple things um one is struggling with perfectionism. Um, so I can have a tendency to, you know, being completely transparent, always wanting things to be just so, um, and in a certain way, right. Having high standards. Um, and sometimes 
you know, if you let yourself be isolated, you can think that maybe you're the only one who struggles with that or, or sub or um, mm-hmm. the only one who struggles with that at times. And I know that that's been myself. Um, so that can be a hard one. And then also kind of related is just doubt. So thinking, you know, if I don't watch it, I can let the thoughts kind of creep in, you know, how is XYZ going to turn out? You know, am I going to be good enough at this? Do mm-hmm. I have what it takes? Um, so from another perspective, I would, I would say that um, might be ordinary in some ways um, for a lot of us. Hmm. Yeah, that's that's really good. I, Heather, I don't think that in 150 shows we've ever had <laughs> someone give that specific answer, specifically mentioning holidays I know, and good. the highs and lows. Yeah, that's I, really good. I, I actually, I love that perspective. That's really good. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So then on the flip side of that, what would you say is extraordinary about yourself? Yeah. So, you know, funny enough, you know, even like the kind of thinking of ordinary and extraordinary and what even falls kind of in both buckets. Yeah. So, you know, as I was spending some time kind of thinking about this, I would actually say it, it really, in its um, the simplest form, it ties back to faith. And I would just say it's what is purely from him. Things that I have no control over mm-hmm. or can't influence, I would say those are the extraordinary parts of me. Mm-hmm. Um, so I'd say three things come to mind for that. And one is, which I think we'll probably touch on um, at some point later today, strengths. And so I'm an assessment junkie, love them. Um, and the strengths finder, my top five strengths are achiever. So doing things feels really good. Mm-hmm. Um, futuristic, looking towards um, what's next. I can get so much joy and energy out of that. Um, input, so just different pieces of information, um, researching things, planning for a vacation. Mm-hmm. <laughs> those can be some of my highlights. And then learner, kind of one of those true, tried and true lifelong learners. Um, I would just keep on adding on to degree after degree if I could. Um, and then focus, just wanting to use all of those things and have a purpose or an end game with it. So I think strengths that come from him, um, that makes me extraordinary. Being a daughter of God, mm-hmm. I would say that makes me extraordinary knowing that, you know, even though I love doing things, that doesn't earn any love from him. Um, yeah. And just knowing how worthy I am and how loved I am just just as I, I come, right? And then the last thing would be um, through his strength that I'm able to take big risks and do things that I just absolutely would not um, on my own. So when I think of the extraordinary pieces of myself, I think it really truly all connects back to um, just giftings and blessings that that he provides. Hmm. That's interesting that you mentioned that you both have to fight against perfectionism, but also mm-hmm. that you're willing to be a risk taker because those yeah. typically <laughs> do not go hand in hand, do they? Not at all. It's fun to kind of live with the desire to do both of those. Yeah. It's tough, but there's so much fruit and so much growth um, yeah. in working through both of those things. Yeah. Yeah. Okay. So you and I talked on the phone the other day and I was really struck by when you were talking about your early years growing up and you talked about being a perfectionist and I can relate to that. I feel like there's a lot of areas in my life where I feel like things have to be perfect in order to be, um, to be accepted or to be good enough. And even just this morning I was cleaning up in my kitchen and there were crumbs all over the floor. And I had this sense of panic because my kitchen wasn't perfect. Mm -hmm. And you know, I'm, 
41 years old and I've learned to overcome a lot of that in my life and yet it can so quickly come in in the smallest ways creep in. and in really big ways too and so I can relate with that a lot but I I also can relate with how you talked about being an achiever mm-hmm. yeah so knowing those things would you tell us a little bit about your journey to get where you are today yeah, absolutely. So I guess I would probably kind of go back to um, just growing up and kind of highlight a couple of things that, yep, it was an achiever, felt like my value and worth were dependent on grades and my output, um, and really looked towards other people to define what is good or what I should be doing. So sort of um, not a lot of internal direction or direction from God. It was more external, what are other people saying is mm-hmm. right or is good. And so that led me to pursuing a career, which was a great one, um, working towards becoming, going to healthcare and becoming a physician assistant. So worked really hard and got into several schools and started doing that. But within a short period of time, a matter of only a couple of weeks, just knew with every, you know, ounce of my being that that wasn't going to be a good fit um, Mm -hmm. personally. And I'm just grateful at one that I was thinking that I'm able to recognize that um, soon into when it was happening, that I didn't continue to go down a trajectory that, you know, It can be so easy. Sometimes that's the easier thing to do is to keep going in the wrong way um, because it's so hard to redirect and it's scary. And so I took a pause, um, had no idea what I was going to do instead, which was so unlike me to stop doing something without another commitment. Hmm. But from that kind of direction, my background was in, it was pre-med psychology. And so I ended up going to get um, a master's in HR. And that was a great fit in a lot of ways. Love the development side of things um, and and doing it for businesses. So I was really good at that. And it was, you know, fun and rewarding in a lot of ways. But the more, you know, praise God, faith had always been an element of my life. Um, Nowhere as near as what it looks like now. But as I had continued to grow in it, just got the idea of found a couple of different um, resources and people and folks online. One being, I don't know if y'all are familiar with um, Laura Casey of Cultivate What Matters. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. And so just the idea, even that goal setting and kind of faith can go together. That really blew my mind. Mm -hmm. Um, And then kind of continued to type different things into our friend Google and found out about this opportunity called Christian coaching. And it felt scary and uncertain. You know, I've spent close to, you know, 10 years in corporate HR. Am I going to really make a change and then do another thing all over again? Mm -hmm. Um, So I really had to make a decision. Do I go coaching within the corporate space or coaching within the, the Christian space? And just as my faith grew and grew, and I just, you know, at a certain point, you just can't, you don't want to separate the two. And so in 2016, I enrolled in a Christian coaching program, um, and then 2017 launched the business, and 2018 took it full time. Wow. Okay, before we talk about that, I want to talk about your business, but tell us about where you're at on a personal relationship with Jesus and what that looks like for you and your husband. Yeah, absolutely. So we're in a really, really sweet place um, with our faith, uh, both individually and together as a couple, which has been super powerful. 
um, we one of the best things that we've ever done, which was really um, precious that God kind of had this go this way for us, is we actually, you know, we would read the Bible here and there in different studies or Sunday schools or whatnot, but we had never actually read it from start to finish. Mm-hmm. And my husband felt um, just that that was something that we needed to do. And so a few years back, we started a Bible in a year reading plan. Did it happen in a year? Um, no, it did not. <laughs> (laughs) (laughs) we went through it and we went through it together. So over the course of about two, maybe even two and a half years, we read the Bible aloud to one another together. Wow. And it culminated in us finishing it about a week before a 10 day trip to Israel this past November. Wow. Yes. I mean, his timing is just so good. And that we were, again, able to do that when we did. I mean, it just blows my mind in so many different facets. Um, But that story kind of shares a little bit about kind of our heart for the Lord um, and just to do it together as a unit. And we're just so grateful we, you know, did something like that when we did too. You know, I know a lot of people wait until later in life to kind of take a trip like that. Um, But we're just so grateful that we planned ahead um, and did what we could just both from like a a faith building perspective, as well as, of course, a financial perspective to to prepare to be able to do that earlier in life and just the impact that that's had on us um, and to be able to have just those memories already uh, has been so powerful. Powerful. So we're grateful to be on the journey um, together, but we're, he, you know, he's volunteering with certain organizations that he loves and serving the church in certain ways. I'm doing the same, not only through the business, but through some amazing um, women-based organizations here in Charlotte. Um, and I'm just so thankful to you know, have that personal relationship with the Lord um, and being able to go to him, whether it be, you know, through worship or through journal or, you know, through prayer with a friend, you know, and just being able to access him in so many different ways um, is life-changing. What a gift that is to have read through the whole Bible out loud with your husband. That's really incredible. And the way he, like he mentioned it too, you're literally speaking truth over your spouse when you do that. That's so good. Yeah. I love love that. that. That's that's awesome. Okay. I want to go back to um, when we, you were talking about risks and you obviously took some pretty big risks early on in your career and in in changing career paths and then leaving a big corporate job where you were successful. Because, I mean, that's a risk when you're an achiever because you go into this new thing and you think, I may not achieve. What if this fails? (laughs) Oh, yeah. So what do you say to the person? And I know you do a lot of this in your coaching, but what do you say to the person listening who's just like, what are the signals that you had that made it worth taking the risk? Yeah. So when I kind of thought to, when I kind of got to the point where I was just feeling confident that I, you know, it's time to make this happen. I think there were sort of two elements that were leading towards um, enabling me to take that risk. So it's kind of two perspectives. One, I think was a faith-based perspective. And then one is a practical perspective. Um, And I think you know, praise God, he's been developing both of those sides in me, but also again, just, um, 
to be blessed enough to have a spouse and a partner to make these decisions with. I know I mentioned assessments already, mm-hmm. um, but we're also, you know, I've taken the Myers-Briggs and, and as is, as has Kevin, my husband, we are legitimately complete opposites on mm-hmm. that. <laughs> we are on a lot of different things, which can make day-to-day life, you know, challenging sometimes. And yeah. I really do believe that it um, kind of helps make us both better people on a better team. So that's kind of how I, I, you know, kind of come at thinking about risk too, from both the faith-based perspective and the logistics-based. Um, so when I kind of think about like the faith element of things, um, what kind of helped me personally get to the point to say I'm going to take this risk was one, the impact of what I was doing. Um, just to be able to go so deep with someone to talk about the things that really matter, um, not just, you know, for their day-to-day life, but maybe even for eternity and to be able to get in that space and get in it with them. I think one client even was like, Alexander, you know, came into the trenches, um, with me. I, I mean, that is, it's just so powerful and you really can't compare a lot to it. Um, so to be able to do that and be able to speak freely about faith in the Lord and that conversation. Um, there's nothing like it. So that was super powerful. Uh, another piece was, um, and you know, God bless him. I, my husband is going to love listening to this podcast episode. (laughs) But one thing that he had said to you is like, you know, let's say you take this leap, you do the business and it's just, it doesn't work out. But you know what? Even if you simply spend 30 additional minutes, let's say, with God a day, let's say you just simply grow closer to him, Hmm. that is going to have made it a success. Wow. That's good. Right. And so that was a huge piece um, for for me and for us. And then um, just being in that sweet spot, you know, when you are doing what you're purpose for, when you are kind of in the flow and just using your gifts, it's just um, you're in that sweet spot. And that's kind of what, what Christian coaching feels like in the moment. So from that faith-based, faith-based perspective, those are sort of the big uh, drivers. And then from a logistics perspective, um, like I had mentioned, I had launched the business and was running it for about a year. Um, in tandem with the corporate job. So, you know, nights, weekends, all of that. It was a a really full year. Mm -hmm. And so I already was investing in it. Um, We both recognized that if I, you know, wait and we keep putting this off, it's only going to get harder to take the leap, mm-hmm. you know, um, was making incredible money and just, I was on a great trajectory to go into management and it's just, you know, worldly things can be enticing and we just knew it was going to be harder and harder the longer we waited. And then practically speaking to, I remember I, I kind of had thought, you know, when, um, when we, when I go on maternity leave, maybe that's when I'll start the business, um, which I believe God can do anything and he can work <laughs> miracles. But now kind of looking back thinking that's a, probably was a horrible idea just to, when you're in one life change and trying to incorporate another. And so yeah. just practically speaking, that would be something to do. We thought that was great before we started to grow our family. So those are sort of the the elements that kind of went into making the decision and confidently taken a risk. That's so good. Okay. I have a question for you. I could, I could, I could see a listener listening who is unmarried, who maybe Mm -hmm. doesn't have a great support system and, you know, sitting here listening to three women who have very supportive husbands Mm -hmm. go, okay, I feel like I'm wired to be able to take a risk, but I don't have anyone Mm -hmm. to bounce this off of. 
what would your advice be to her or to him um, about their journey and taking a risk in possibly switching up a career or something that does feel really scary and unknown? Oh, yeah. So good. So I would have them um, go to a few different people. I'd probably, if they have a spiritual mentor of sorts, um, a woman who's a few steps ahead of them, kind of go to her for wise counsel um, and offer her perspective. I think that that could be really helpful. Um, I think it could be helpful to also talk with someone who is maybe doing what they're currently doing, but ahead of them in the career, or maybe doing, if it's Mm career-based, doing what they want to do um, and is kind of where they'd want to be. So they can really have a good conversation with someone. Well, what would this look like in the future? And does that really kind of match up with what I've got, you know, in my head, if you will. Um, So those are a couple of the, the different people that I would kind of immediately come to mind that I would recommend probably having conversations with. Um, And then just even from, you know, a practical perspective and finances too, one of the things that we had done a few years ago was Dave Ramsey's Financial Peace University. Um, And it was personally really, really powerful. And I think whether you're going to take a risk or not, just feeling equipped um, in that way to give you more freedom in your life is a powerful thing. Um, So maybe even someone to talk to about those, that side of things could be helpful as well. That's good. Yeah. All right. Let's talk about strengths and weaknesses, because I know this is something that you're passionate about. Um, When we talked earlier, you mentioned that so many of us focus on our weaknesses, trying to um, get those better, strengthen those when we really need to be focused on our strengths. Would you share a little bit about that with us? Definitely. Um, so kind of like I had shared as, you know, as growing up, I spent so much time, so much time focusing on what wasn't good enough. Um, personally had no idea, was not in touch with what I was good at or what I even liked. And it was something that I looked, looked to others to really define for me. Mm-hmm. Um, and it was almost like it felt like I had to be working really hard, like something had to require an intense amount of effort mm-hmm. um, for it to be worthwhile, which I think is skewed and, and probably unhealthy in some ways. Yeah. If something felt easy, I just felt like, oh, this probably isn't right. Mm. Um, and I, I would feel like a lot of that kind of goes back to that where, you know, we are an achievement oriented culture, I believe, and kind of just, we like to look at the highlight reel of things, um, which can sometimes, uh, you know, I've, that, that times it has, you know, motivated me a little bit thinking, you know, I was at a point trying to launch the business and I ended up going about a lot on my own, which that's a whole other conversation. But I think in a lot of ways that that was a good way to start. But the website portion of starting a business felt jaunting, mm-hmm. um, was really avoiding that, procrastinating on that. But then I saw someone who I had gone to school with, she was doing that. I'm like, well, you know, if she's doing that. I could probably do that too. And got right out of bed and, you know, started knocking out the website. So, mm-hmm. you know, maybe in some ways it can be a little bit motivating, but I think overall it's a really unhealthy thing to let yourself go into that comparison place. Um, and just to be so focused on, um, the doing. So I guess what I would say is that when, when we recognize and honor the giftings that the Lord's given us, that we can just get so much joy mm-hmm. um, walking in those one, but really it's, it's bigger than ourselves, right? That's, it's not meant, it, I think he does want us to feel and experience joy, but it's, I really believe all about um, blessing others as we walk those out and being able to one, recognize what they are and then use them in an effective way um, 
is so powerful. And I think a lot of us kind of can miss out on that because we might, like I had said before, be feeling like success has to feel grueling if Mm -hmm. it's quote, you know, effect relevant or whatnot. Mm -hmm. I think that is so wise. I, I know in my own life, there've been many times where I I do something and it comes so easy and I think, well, then it's not good enough. Yeah. Like I have to try harder. I have, yeah. And that's, that's part of striving and that is not at all. God wants our best, mm-hmm. but he doesn't that's want good. us striving for that. And so that's that's really a good thought for us to think about. Mm-hmm. And also not it, being able to look, like you said, look at the gifts that God has given us and find joy in them instead of just trudging through trying to make ourselves better in the areas that maybe aren't our giftings. Mm-hmm. I had heard another coach, she brought it up in a funny but powerful way that other people seem to love. She had said, what is duh to you that is mind blowing to everyone else? Mm. And to really spend some time thinking about that. Yeah. Mm. Yeah, that's, that's really good. Well, I also think just practically, that's so wise for people who are running in their lane that God intends for them. And if it is coming easy, that's probably because God has gifted you in yeah. that ability. And yes. just to um, not discount that, but to go, you know, kind of like our, our husbands, like my husband's strengths tend to be my weaknesses. And so something that can be really difficult for me can be pretty easy and straightforward for him and vice versa. So I think that that is um, very intentional on God's part. Yeah. Amen. All right. I want to talk a little bit about what you do now with your business and your heart for coaching women. You mentioned at the beginning that you started Grace-Based Christian Coaching. And I'm just curious, who needs this? Like the women that are listening, because like you you coach women, correct? I do, exactly. Okay. Mm-hmm. So the women who are listening, what type of women would pursue coaching and why would she do that? Yes. Okay. So the the type of women that do, especially while um, working with grace-based Christian coaching, they're women who are very, very motivated. Um, Their life tends to look great maybe on the outside, but it doesn't necessarily feel that same way on the inside. Hmm. Um, So they might be feeling scattered or overwhelmed, but they really, they just, they crave more. They did not more is really desiring to feel more intentional, um, rooted in your identity in Christ, and then create a path kind of for what's ahead. Um, so oftentimes the women, they, they say they just feel like they need help managing the chaos. Um, sometimes it's about pulling off layers and, and saying no and simplifying, um, it's kind of connecting it to God's word. Um, something that kind of struck me is a, a lot of these women probably feel more like they are Martha than they're Mary. If you kind of think about the Bible, mm-hmm. um, and then what we'll do together is we tend to prioritize, um, goal set, help them to make decisions with God leading the way. Um, and then sometimes they're kind of going through a transition period and they want to do that, um, being led by faith and, and grace. And then sometimes too, um, the, some, some women too have the perspective of, they just want to gain clarity and purpose on their calling. Um, and there's a specific program kind of I've built to help them kind of do just that and get in touch with their own personal mission, um, and vision, their spiritual gifts. Um, kind of helping them to just create their own personal success blueprint driven by faith, if you will. Um, so that's a bit about the background of the, the types of ladies who come to Grace-Based Christian Coaching. Do you have a like an average age of the women you work with or does it kind of vary all across the board? 
Yeah, that's a great question. Um, so it's definitely varied. I would, I guess I would probably say they tend to fall into, I mean, it's been anywhere as young as um, their, your 20s to probably I've had someone maybe in her 60s um, work with me previously. Um, but most tend to fall into their, I would say, mid-20s to early 40s. Do you feel like most of them are moms or are they career oriented or does it vary? It varies. It's a really good combination. Um, yeah. Some aren't even married yet. Um, some are moms. Some are empty nesters, and they're kind of looking for support um, in, in what's next. But I guess I would say the kind of common theme is these women um, are driven. You know, they're influential, whether it be at their career or in the circles that kind of God's got them at. They're very capable, um, but they just maybe know things aren't quite in alignment with what they say their priorities are and they're looking to live out their life a bit differently. Hmm. You mentioned that you have a workshop called the Art of Gratitude Workshop. Yes. Can you tell us a little bit about that? Yeah, absolutely. Um, so that's Grace. We, we've got a handful of different workshops and just kind of getting creative with everything that's going on, have pivoted and thought, well, what if we put some of these online? Yeah. Um, and so that is the one that we have selected right now to be online, the Art of Gratitude workshop. So it's all about diving into, you know, what gratitude really is and why it matters, um, getting clear around where you're at right now with your gratitude practice and where you would like to be. Um, and just thinking about, well, if we made that leap, what would change? in your life? What would be different? What would be impacted? Um, and, and just spending some time visioning that out and then just getting really practical too. What are some specific strategies and tools that are empower, going to empower you to get from here um, to there? And then getting curious too, what, what might be some struggles, um, whether it be, um, you know, real life kind of things that could come up, or maybe it's more of those internal struggles along the way that we need to kind of think through um, and plan for um, as you kind of work out this new gratitude practice, if you will. So that's a little bit about the Art of Gratitude workshop. So if someone wants to jump onto that, how do they do that? Yeah, absolutely. So they would head on over to gracespacechristiancoaching.com. So that's G-R-A-C-E-S-P-A-C-E, christiancoaching.com and forward slash art of gratitude. And then they would find more information there about the workshop, what to expect, what other participants have said, why they've loved it, and can register through there. And the neat thing, too, is that you can re-listen to it at any time. Um, and the special bonus thing about the, the online version is that it comes with a workshop, uh, workshop sheet that you can complete along the way. I am so intrigued right now by everything that's being offered online. Um, and I think people are more open right now to experiencing new things. And right. I, I'm actually kind of surprised by that because I, I thought that maybe it would be the opposite, but I think people having to be home and having more time to think they're, they're saying, okay, how can I learn something new? And I just, the other day started an online course um, actually on the constitution, which is so funny because wow. it's so not, it's like way outside of my normal lane. But as I was going through this course, I was so taken with how it made me feel. It made me feel uh, motivated. It made me feel um, empowered. It made me feel excited that there I was learning something new and not just getting by. And so I would really suggest anyone who's listening, if this has jumped out at you and you say, man, I, I want to be more grateful. I want to focus on this area of my life. Like, go check this out because doing something out of your ordinary mm -hmm. is such a, a, a way to 
change your perspective. Yeah. It really does help you kind of put on new glasses and mm-hmm. say, let me look through a different lens for a while. So thank you for sharing that. That's awesome. Well, Heather, I also think, and Alexandra, you weigh in on this too, but yeah. I feel like uh, we maybe have made a mistake where we feel like when we do something for ourselves, like mm-hmm. invest in a workshop, yeah. like that that is being selfish. When in fact, I feel like that is part of self-care. Yeah. It's, you know, yeah. part of continuing to educate ourselves and make ourselves better. Because let's be real, we women hold so much of the temperature of those around us, don't we? Whether yes. it's our marriages, whether it's the relationships with our children or our coworkers. Um, you know, we I think the world likes to pin a lot of things on men, but we girls hold so mm-hmm. much of the the positive and negative effect of what's happening around us. So I think all of us would benefit from mm-hmm. more gratitude in our lives mm-hmm. and therefore everyone around us would. 100%. And that's sort of the heartbeat of what we do too. You know, it kind of starts with within and within with you and the Lord, but really the ultimate goal is for it to kind of come outside of yourself to just bless um, others along the way and that it's just contagious in the yeah. best possible way. Yeah. So before COVID hit, did your, did your coaching, is it face-to-face? Is it one-on-one? Is it more group settings or is it all over, you know, Zoom and that kind of a method? Yeah, so we'll have occasional group coaching workshops here and there, kind of just like the Art of Gratitude is. Um, Those will tend to be in person. Maybe we'll happen quarterly or or, um, every other month type of a thing. But the bread and butter of GSCC is one-on-one coaching, Um, just to be able to get kind of deep where someone is and being able to customize the process to you and exactly what it is you're going through right now. um, I think it's just such a unique and special um, and effective approach. So that's sort of my heart um, with the company. I just see the best results when we I, I'm kind of partnering with women in that way. And so it would be a variety, actually. Um, about half of my clients are in Charlotte. And even out of the people that are local, um, there are a handful, too, that just prefer, you know, we've it, it's it's a city, but a small one. Um, but just with traffic and things like that, some people simply, they're like, you know, let's just do a phone call. Mm -hmm. Um, so it can look like a phone. Um, I've had, you know, either, even a client in South Africa, which was really fun too. And so we met through zoom video. Um, so that throughout, whether it be throughout the country or throughout other States, sometimes I'll meet with others through zoom or phone call. So it's been really nice to be able to have a variety of the three, um, and to be able to flex at a time like this too. I love that. It's like having your own personal coach and cheerleader all rolled into one. Yeah, (laughs) exactly. Well, and I think too, the stigma sometimes can be that, why would I do this? You know, and I would say, why would you not? You know, we get trainers for our bodies, for our physical bodies. You know, we have pastors and leaders in our lives that help us with our spiritual health. And I think so often our soul needs something too. Our Mm -hmm. soul needs someone to come alongside us and say, here, let me help you sort out some of the chaos that's in your head. Let me, let me help you um, just redefine a little bit, maybe something that you haven't been able to wrap a definition around for a long time. And so I love that you're doing this. It's well done. 
Oh, thank you. And kind of two analogies and then just words from a sweet client. Um, one is I've heard this for counseling, and I think it very much applies to coaching too, is, you know, thinking about getting your oil changed. You don't, or hopefully you're not just doing it when there's an issue. We do it on a yeah. maintenance mm-hmm. schedule to prevent things from happening. Mm-hmm. Um, and kind of coaching is the same exact way. It's to just help you kind of kick into higher gear, if you will. Um, and I kind of even compare it to a GPS. Um, can you probably get to a destination on your own if you, you know, put together everything you need to, you know? Yeah. But how many of us love to use a good GPS Mm -hmm. and we probably even have a specific app that we prefer, right? We want, um, to get to our destinations, um, in in just a more intentional way and to be able to have a tool that is coaching and and one that is Christ-centered Christian coaching to kind of guide you can be super powerful. And then the one other thing that maybe jumps out is, um, a sweet client, Christina, she had mentioned just, she has this quote, she had said, you know, you don't have to be unhappy, burnt out, anxious, or unfulfilled to need life coaching. I know a lot mm-hmm. of people can think, oh, life coaching, there can be a stigma, but it's not, it's not about that. It's for healthy individuals who just see this vision and they're just having a little bit of trouble getting there on their own and want someone to kind of come alongside of them. And then she says that, you know, essentially coaching, life coaching, it's for anyone looking to kick their life into high gear to achieve those dreams and reach their full potential that, you know, that is who it's a good fit for. Hmm. Well, you sound like you're an excellent cheerleader for many women. Thank you. It's, you know, it's a true joy. It is a true joy and just so much fun to partner um, with women on things that really matter. So go to your website. Is that where everyone can find all of your information? And connect with Absolutely. you. Absolutely. Yeah. Gracebasechristiancoaching.com is the website. They can find all of the all of the things there. Um, we've also got a podcast, Fruitful Faith Women on Mission, and there's a um, goal setting series over there, which is super fun. We've got the Art of Gratitude workshop going on. Um, there's an awesome um, little free mini ebook that you can grab too. Um, is um, if you want to be part of the GSCC email family, it's on making your vision board kind of come to life. So maybe you have these, you know, beautiful plans and goals, but how do you actually execute and make it happen? And Mm -hmm. it's not just kind of something that sits in a folder on your desk from January till the next January. Um, And then the other fun thing, it hasn't come out just yet, but if any of the listeners want to grab a copy before I do the official launch, there's an ebook that I had put together called Side Hustle Success, How to Finally Take the Leap and Live Your Dream. Mm -hmm. Um, So it's, just a compilation of really my heart in the process. And I'm so glad that the Lord kind of gave me the nudging to just kind of live journal and blog this out in the moment. So it's different. I I would say maybe about five or six different articles compiled into one of 15 things I learned the first year and what I didn't expect, 10 things to do before you leave your nine to five, um, how to get through your your doubts and fears to overcome. So really practical, but also faith-based tips that are kind of going to meet you right where you are if you're in that same place and are considering taking the leap yourself. That's great. Well, we will put links on our show notes to your website and so that people can jump on there and look look over it for themselves and see what fits them. So yeah. thank you so much for chatting with us today. Oh, absolutely. It was so much fun. Any last words of wisdom? Yeah. So the one, I guess, other thing that I would want to add for, um, 
y'all, no matter what, what place in life you're at is probably get quiet with the Lord Mm -hmm. and create a definition of success that you and he come up with together. Not what the world says you're supposed to do, not what your next door neighbor or best friend is doing. You know, what, what do he and you together um, say that success looks like? Mm -hmm. And then, you know, walk that out with the Bible and your faith and his leading at the center of it. Um, Mm -hmm. And just taking risks with God is going to be the best adventure possible. And I just hope you're doing that or it's soon to come. That's so good. And That's I love cool. that because once you define that success, mm-hmm. it is as a roadmap for all decisions that come after that. Yeah, very much so. Yeah. Well, and I love that you've said that our listeners are so used to hearing our voices say that. Yeah. And so oh. your voice may be the voice they need for it to yeah. really settle into their spirit and help them take that next step. Yeah. Okay. Well, I hope you get to go to the beach very soon. Yes. Thank you. Me too. (laughs) Thank you so much for chatting with us. And we look forward to seeing what God has in store for you coming up. Amazing. Thank you so much for having me. All right. We'll talk soon. Bye. Well, that was really good. That's a lot of great, deep, solid information just about really, I think, taking control of your life and saying, um, I don't want to just ride by mm-hmm. on life just you know get by I want to I want to be purposeful in what I do and so I think someone listening needs this I think they need to connect with Alexandra mm-hmm. today and you know just say hey help me sort through some of this that's going on I mean I can think of some people right now that I would love to connect with her so I would say if something triggered in your spirit when you were listening mm-hmm. go to her website reach out and find out um, what would fit for you yep I could not agree more I thought it was a really good tool. Um, I also like that she mentioned that you don't have to be in crisis before you would reach out and get someone who can help you continue down the path of life. Um, Because I think so often we do wait until it's all blowing up before we go, oh, this needs attention. Um, So yeah, so do it now. I think it's good. So Well, thank you so much for listening. Jump over to wherever you listen and give us a review. We would love to hear your feedback. We'd love to hear what's speaking to you these days from the H&H Hour. We want to make sure that we're speaking truth, but also things that are helpful. Mm -hmm. Um, Truth isn't always, doesn't always feel good, but Mm -hmm. it's almost, it's always helpful if you let it be. So we love you. We are praying that this end of spring is um, allowing you to see your faith and your perspective of Jesus in a whole new way. And just the way that we've been kind of all thrown for a loop has really equipped you to look at life differently and and view how he views you. Mm -hmm. So we love you. Thanks for listening. We'll chat with you next time.